Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Wednesday, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. Seven minutes after nine, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So yesterday, your president called for House Republicans to urgently bring the $95 billion aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan to a vote. And he warned that a refusal to take up the bill, which was passed by the Senate, would be playing into Putin's hands. Imagine if Biden had the urgency on Ukraine getting $60 billion, if he had that sort of urgency for securing the southern border. It'd be done already. I mean, think about if he had come to the table and said, look, I demand Democrats in the Senate class pass a clean border bill that does nothing but ensure security at the southern border. But no, they don't. He doesn't. The Republicans in the Senate don't. The Democrats in the Senate don't. And you've got the House of Representatives, which is basically hanging on by a thread. And we'll get, I know we'll get into this, the, that special election last night. Mm-hmm. Our government's a mess, Casey. Mm-hmm. And our government's a mess because the people who represent us are a mess. And they offer nothing to believe in. They offer nothing that people look at and go, I, I trust that person has my best interest at heart. Like, you think about, there's all these congressional races that are up here in Indiana now. You've got the the fifth that's open. You've got the, uh, I'm sorry, you got the sixth that's open. You've got the fifth that's open. You've got the eighth that's open. And you've got a, you know, like a challenger in the fourth, Charles Bookwalder, who's a legitimate challenger to Jim Barrett in the fourth. And almost to a person, when these ads, because they're running ads on TV now, they're just the most generic, vanilla, like out of a template ads it's like and and the governor's race is the same the same way it's there's there's nothing to any of these people because nobody's being bold nobody's stepping out on a limb nobody's separating themselves from everyone else and it's the same thing going on in congress and it's the same thing going on in washington dc nobody is being bold and no one is leading and no one in a position to lead is leading i guess i should say i mean you have people like Rand paul who are who are pointing these things out ted cruz etc but they're not in a position to actually do things about it and thus you have the American people just going, what's what's the point of even engaging at all? Because we're just going to get screwed in mm-hmm. the end. Well, when you, you mentioned people like Ted Cruz and you've got these uh, minority flank and they just get called MAGA and extremists. And then you've got people like Mitt Romney still in office saying it's the most important vote that will ever happen for United States senators. <laughs> he called it the most important vote ever and Mitt Romney if you if you right now were able to hook Mitt Romney up to a lie detector test and ask him about where the money is going right no idea. he wouldn't be able to tell no you no idea none he would say you know to good stuff Ukraine fight Putin Putin bad think about this millions upon millions of dollars that went to the Ukraine ended up in the hands of the FTX guy that's where your money's going and and somebody said this yesterday that I trust and they're absolutely right we have to stop talking about it in terms of foreign aid. We have to start using the term money laundering mm. because that's what it is. 
We have to stop. When when you hear foreign aid at this point, for the most part, it is now a money money laundering operation. What they're talking about here with this money, I mean, look, look in this package. $4 billion of this package is going to end up in the hands of Hamas. We're going to give $4 billion to Hamas, mm-hmm. to terrorists. Yeah. We're giving for, to Mitt Romney and Todd Young, giving $4 billion to Hamas is more important than securing the southern border. Yes. So we have to stop using the phrase foreign aid. We have to start using the term money laundering because that's exactly what happened with the money that ended up in the hands of the FTX guy. So the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, he said that the world is looking for American leadership to remain steadfast, help protect lives and preserve freedom. And then you have Joe Biden, who seemed very angry and confused and repeating himself, saying history is watching. For Republicans in Congress who think they can oppose funding for Ukraine and not be held accountable, history is watching. History is watching. History is watching. Failure to support Ukraine at this critical moment will never be forgotten. So then you've got... Let's just go back to that, though. His enthusiasm Mm -hmm. is not for making sure you can afford food, I mean, gas just went way up again. I don't know if you'd noticed that driving into work today. I mean, it, it, the gas is getting back to where it's unaffordable again. It's not It's not the price of stuff at the grocery store. It's not the southern border. It's about sending money, money laundering, to the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. That's what he's fired up about. That's what Todd Young's fired up about. That's what Mitch McConnell's fired up about. They don't care about you at all. And it's not a partisan thing. It's bipartisan. Your government hates you well and we keep making the point that there's no accountability for this money what are they going to do with it i know victoria sparts was on cnn and she was saying you know this is just a slush fund we don't need to send money we need to send weapons because there's zero accountability for the money but it's it's borrowed money no but we don't but again no no we don't need to send weapons but what is there a is there a weapons ferry did a bunch of weapons just grow out of the out of a seed at the back of the at the nation's capital? By the way, when she was on CNN, she admitted to not having read through the bill. <laughs> that, that, because none of these people read anything, Casey. People don't read at the local level. They don't read at the state level. They they don't. I mean, I've told you that story before. This was years ago. I was a uh, uh, now former state senator. Um, I went into his office and was on him about a bill that was going to be just horrible and he at some point finally just is annoyed i'm there and he there's like two days left to go in session he's got all these bills hung up on his on his wall in his cubicle and he looks at me and goes hey look man you know i i got all you see all these bills i got to get through and i looked at him i said yeah how are you gonna like naively i was mm-hmm. like yeah how are you gonna read all those before you vote on him and he just stared back at me and i said it was like in the cartoon where the light goes off on someone's head so, oh that's the thing you guys don't read anything not- that's why you <laughs> vote for all this stupid stuff because you don't but but the, the weapons are money. Mm-hmm. There's not a. There's not. It's, this is not the. The Salvation Army is not having a weapons drive for the Ukraine. This isn't Radiothon where we're raising money to give weapons to Ukraine. The things cost money. The weapons are money. It's all money. It's all printed money. It's all money laundering, Casey. That's what we have to start calling it now because that's what it is. So President Biden, he was demanding that Speaker Mike Johnson bring the foreign aid package to the House floor. Now, just listen to this, okay? This is the guy who's demanding it happen. Would you do anything that he says? By a margin of 70 to 29, 
to move forward the bipartisan national security bill. Now, now it moves to the House. And I urge Speaker Johnson to bring it to the floor immediately, immediately. There's no question that a Senate bill was put on the floor in the House of Representatives, it would pass. It would pass. And the Speaker knows that. So I call on the Speaker to let the full House speak its mind and not allow a minority of most extreme voices in the House to block this bill even from being voted on. Even from being voted on. This is a critical act for the House to move. It needs to move. The bill provides urgent funding for stop, Ukraine. Stop, 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 stop. I'm going to start getting, I'm gonna start getting mm-hmm. angry, and you know how I get when I get angry, and I won't do that to you on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing national security about this bill. There's, there is not one thing you can prove that- Not the, our national security. No, that the United States is less safe, whatever happens in the Ukraine. There's not one thing you can actually say that the United States would be less safe if- even let's just say Putin wins the war. Let's say we don't send it and Putin wins the war and gets those parts of par- parcels of land back that he wants. So, so how what? does that affect our national it's always, security? Remember, it's always well. It could. This could mm-hmm. happen. No, mm-hmm. there's nothing there that proves that. There's certainly nothing that proves it's worth sixty billion, much less the hundred plus billion we've already sent. That's number one. Number two, we're giving money to Taiwan. Why? We still support one China policy. Our official stance is the Taiwan, the one China policy. Why are we giving money to a country to defend itself against a country that we say they're a part of? And number three, don't even get me started on Israel because $4 billion of this, Casey, mm-hmm. $4 billion goes to Hamas. There is nothing about national security with this. Absolutely nothing. And I would challenge any of these lawmakers, Spendingberg or any of these House reps, Republicans who would vote for this, to come on this show and tell us how this improves national security. So Chuck Schumer said that it will be one of the most historic and consequential bills to ever pass the Senate. And uh, Mitch McConnell released a statement. He said the Senate understands the responsibilities of America's national security and won't neglect them. And the question there is, is Mitch McConnell representing Kentucky or Ukraine? I think you you have figured that out on your own. 17 minutes after nine, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning. It is 22 minutes after nine with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about CBS for a moment, can we? What's going on over there? Paramount Global, which is their owner, announced yesterday via memo from the company's chief executive, Bob Beckish, that they were going to be laying off lots of employees. Yeah. About 800, possibly. They're saying that's about 3% of their workforce. And the goal was to reduce their workforce globally as part of their path to earnings growth. So they're trying to save their way to prosperity. And one of the uh, one of the people that was left is Catherine Herridge, and she is uh, an award-winning senior correspondent. She's got a First Amendment case with which is being watched uh, by a lot of people. But she was a CBS News reporter who was told she was uninvited to come to work the next day. Well, we, we, look, we've talked about this before, about the kind of the rapidly changing media landscape. And we got it. We delved into this yesterday, in mm-hmm. fact, where we said, look, if, you, if there's breaking news, you don't turn on your television anymore. You don't um, 
really even go to a website anymore. You kind of just go to like Twitter and you anybody you want to read is likely going to be on Twitter and they're going to have a take and they may link to the story that you want. Mm -hmm. And maybe you do end up at a website. But the broadcast television. Now, this is Paramount collectively, and I think there's layoffs all across Paramount because they're in this ever-evolving world, too, of cable and streaming and everything. So there, it's It involves more, a lot of different properties. It, it is. It's more, but just from a CBS perspective, mm -hmm. the networks are at such a competitive disadvantage. And we've talked about how impressive it remains what we do here every day because you think about the, the restrictions that we have being terrestrial over-the-air radio. And we've mentioned the podcast people have an incredible advantage over us based on what they can say and the words they can use and the things that may be targeted demographic and the content that they can run. And yet we continue to, to thrive, and it's a credit to the people that work here and the management of this place. But you see this with broadcast television that other than like professional sports – so obviously, you know, you had to go Super Bowl. You had to go to CBS to get the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And, the, you know, the NFL and college basketball is still a big deal, March Madness. But other than that, than that, what content does over-the-air broadcast television offer now that you would say, wow, that's wildly compelling TV that I couldn't get anywhere else and I must, you know, continue to, to go to CBS, ABC, NBC? It doesn't mm – -hmm. I'll wait. I mean, the marquee show for Paramount is uh, – uh, the Kevin Costner show. What's Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah. And that that airs originally on Paramount. Yeah. Right? I, so it... And now you can pay Paramount Plus to get it anytime you want it. I just think over-the-air broadcast television is in huge trouble. And I just, you know... And, and look, our business, radio, has been gone through much of the same thing. When you play by different rules and, and you're hamstrung by various restrictions, it's hard to compete. And, uh, uh, you know, many, many terrestrial radio stations have either simply completely gone away or have struggled financially or have become part of conglomerates where they just kind of hit a shuffle and play, you know, auto pad all day. But there's got to be changes. I mean, the FCC really does have to begin to really examine how they're going to save terrestrial broadcast, both television and radio, or it's going to be big trouble, you know, a decade, two decades from now. So Paramount is one of these large media conglomerates that's joining the ranks of the Los Angeles Times, Time, Business Insider, Condé Nast, Forbes, New York Daily News. They're all staging these mass layoffs. But you had mentioned the Super Bowl, so I thought I'd bring that up. The uh, Super Bowl, which aired on CBS right. this past Sunday, was the most watched program program in television history yeah. and we know why it was a live sporting event that was the only place you could get it and the, the problem for cbs and i don't know what the actual financials of securing the super bowl are i don't know if it's a loss what they call loss leader where hey it costs so much to get it you're mm -hmm. going to lose money but it's you know it's worth it to you because of all the exposure but it used to be that you would be able to kind of monetize that based on, hey, we have this new programming or we have this really hot show. And as soon as the Super Bowl's over, boom, we're rolling right into that. Network television is just not producing programming for the most part that people have to watch or want to watch anymore. And so while it might be a one-time one injection, obviously, of hundreds of millions of people 
Can they, they make their are, annual budget on this one day? Are they staying? Yeah. Are, are you able to monetize that into something else? And the answer appears to be simply no. So they had 123 million average viewers, but that is across all of their platforms, not just CBS. That includes Paramount Plus, Nickelodeon, Univision, CBS Sports, the NFL Digital Properties, and that does include NFL Plus. Did you happen to catch any of the Super Bowl on Nickelodeon, by the way? Casey, I, do, I, do I strike you as the sort of no. person who watched the Super Bowl on Nickelodeon? I was curious, though, because they did have SpongeBob and Patrick Starr giving commentary, which oh. uh, seemed to be somewhat entertaining. But it's interesting because here you have uh, the CEO of CBS saying that it was uh, a monumental and historic win for the company. And then the very next day, by the way, we're laying off 800 people. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Uh, what are we doing when we come back? We've got to talk about what happened with Alejandro Mayorkas yesterday. History-making event there, too. And that's coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Bath Authority. Oh, yeah. How we doing out there, listener land? It's Rob for my friends at the Bath Authority. And the Bath Authority does it all. Walk-in tubs, replacement showers, tub-to-shower conversions, and more. It's the highest quality bathroom remodeling products along with a world-class customer experience. So if your bath or shower is old, outdated, has mold and mildew or broken tiles, you got to call the Bath Authority and listen to this deal. What a deal it is. Call today. Schedule your free in-home estimate and you get $1,000 off a new shower or bath. Yeah, call today. Free in-home estimate. Totally free. You get $1,000 off a new shower or bath plus 36 months, yes, 36, 36 months of interest-free financing. TheBathAuthority.com, TheBathAuthority.com. If you want that 36 months of interest-free financing plus $1,000 off your order, TheBathAuthority.com. Tell them Rob sent you. It is 934 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And yesterday, the House impeached the Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The vote was 214 to 213. Guess what? This is going to keep the Senate busy now. On this vote, the yeas are 214 and the nays are 213. The resolution is adopted. Speaker Mike Johnson sounded very excited about that. So now that uh, the House has voted, they're going to send these articles. They'll be delivered over to the Senate, and then the Senate will schedule a trial. And they'll hear evidence, they'll hear from witnesses, and then ultimately they'll either vote to acquit or convict. So what? They They can also vote to dismiss it completely. This is is stupid. And, And is Mayorkas a failure? Yes. Is Mayorkas interested in mass wholesale illegal immigration as is the administration he serves? Yes. But if your desire is to actually fix the issue, this is like number 983 on the things you could have just done to actually fix the issue. Because impeaching him, he's not going to be convicted. He's not going to not be in the role that he is currently in. 
you're going to give life and oxygen to Senate Democrats to be able to prop this guy up and make him look like a victim. This is as big a waste of time as Trump's was because it's not going to accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. And you can say he lied. I mean, if you show me the high crime or misdemeanor, you know, I'm here. Someone differing an opinion on the border that we all know the border is porous and awful, but different people can disagree, right? I mean, if, if you were to try him in a court of law, you would not win that case that he lied in front of Congress, unless there is some smoking gun email or phone call or text message that was not presented before this vote. You, you don't have it. And so you're just saying the Constitution doesn't matter. You're doing the same thing the Democrats did to Trump. And you're not, most importantly, you're not actually solving the issue. Republicans can solve the border issue. They control the money. They control the money. Stop funding Biden's priorities. Stop signing off on these omnibus bills, these spending bills, these stopgap spending bills, the raising the debt ceiling. Stop doing it. You have the ability to secure the southern border. They don't actually want to secure the southern border. So they want you to believe, oh, look at what they did. They're holding these people accountable. Mm -hmm. They're not doing anything. So it takes a two-thirds majority to convict or remove Mayorkas. And given that the Democrats actually control the Senate, as you mentioned, that's probably not going to happen. So what do we have here? We're sitting at this situation where the Senate passed this money laundering bill yes and they're kicking it down to the house by the way way, i don't mean to cut you off but we need to for people like what are you talking about we are no longer using the term (laughs) foreign aid on this show we're now using the term money laundering because that's what it is the border bill uh the aid to ukraine Uh, so you've got the senate who's got this bill that they want to send all this money over there to ukraine and israel and gaza and taiwan and they're depending on the house to pass it the house has said no it's not going to happen and then you've got the house who is saying yeah this problem at the border is all because of mayorkas so we're going to impeach him and then that gets kicked up to the senate and of course the senate isn't going to pass any of that so we're getting nowhere on the border by the way this is all just a bunch of busy work you know it's like when you work at, at the restaurant at the wendy's yeah and the boss is walking around and you're really not busy with customers and you start wiping down the counter mm-hmm. because you really don't want to do the other jobs mm-hmm. so you just try to look busy oh yeah that's what your politicians are doing right now well and, and here and this is where we're at in this country there was a time where America generally agreed on things. They just disagreed how to do them. Like if you were to take politics in the 1980s, there was a general agreement on what America was and what it should be. There was just a disagreement and it was an important disagreement. And obviously much of what Reagan wanted and how he wanted to do it was was proven correct. But the idea of what America was and what we should represent and, and what our priorities should be were largely in agreement with most Americans in general, those days are over. The country is is staunchly divided, and it is now in Congress staunchly divided, and there is not a consensus on what America is or our place in the world or what we should be, uh, you know. And so now you just have just everybody doing their own. You have just everybody doing their mm-hmm. own thing. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just people are voting on what they want to vote on. They're trying to accomplish what they want to try to accomplish, and we're not even arguing over how do we do things anymore we're arguing over the things 
to actually do. This is no longer conversation about applicable tax rates or, you know, the amount of, you know, med- Medicare, you know, the size of Medicare. I mean, it's, it's not even that anymore. I mean, they're just I look at this country and again, it's I know this is how we started the show, but it's absolutely true. There is just a complete lack of vision and leadership for America on, on, bo- on both sides of the aisle. Everybody's just making it up as they go along. There is no plan on how you're going to accomplish the things you claim to want to accomplish. Everybody is just going day by day. And look at the position it has put our nation in. And now you've got Alejandro Mayorkas, who clearly is not good at his job. And it should be an executive decision from Joe Biden to remove him. But he's not going to do that. Force him. But this is my point, Casey. Force him to do that through the power given to you, the actual power that you have, which is the money. You want him out of there. Make that a part of the next spending deal. This dude's got to go. Border got to be secure. This dude got to go. You have the ability to do that. And probably the crazy thing about this is the American people would be overwhelmingly with you because the American people overwhelmingly disapprove of what's going on with our immigration policy. Well, now he's become the sacrificial lamb. What more do we need to say that we need to shut the border and we know the steps to done it. We've passed him in HR2. Mm-hmm. The president could take executive action to do it today. It doesn't need more money. It needs action. Uh, and this is what's disappointing to people and that's why Mayorkas is going to pay this public relations price by being uh, impeached uh, for the first time since 1876. That's, that, and that's it. Look. So it's a public relations thing. Sure. It's what the Republicans always do. It's the same thing they do here in Indiana. When we talked about this before, you look at how heavily the past couple years, the Indiana Republican Party has leaned into social issues. They're not doing this out of the goodness of their heart. They're not doing this because they were visited by the ghosts of conservatives past, present and future. They're doing it because when they do it, it distracts people from the, in this case, the Indiana Republican Party's abuse of finances, taxes, growth of government, et cetera. Same thing nationally. When they do this, the conversation then becomes, they try to make it about Mayorkas. Look at what we're doing. There's this rogue, corrupt, awful politician who he's the reason the border isn't secure. No, you're the reason the border isn't secure because you won't make the president of the United States do the things necessary because you guys don't actually want the border secure. Okay, so uh, Mike Braun, Indiana senator and hopeful governor, he said that the House made the right decision to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas and under Biden's direction, Mayorkas has refused to enforce the immigration laws of the United States. But by that account, you could say that Joe Biden has refused to enforce the immigration laws. He changed all of them on his first day in office. So, uh, you know, you've got all of these gotaways and all of these uh, migrants crossing the border and clearly fighting and tribalism so really a colossal waste of time exactly a colossal waste that's what it is is and as i said from the get-go this will keep the senate busy and they only got it by one vote one vote and just remember not only are they not going to convict him there will be a whole bunch of republicans who will not vote to convict him so you could maybe see potentially a 70 30 vote here which will then look like an indictment on the house for an egregious abuse of power so not only are they not going to convict him if you get you know 20 republicans to go along with you which they wouldn't even be wrong in doing this. Now, they wouldn't be doing it because they don't think he's guilty. They'd be doing it because they want the illegal immigration, et cetera, and they never want to hold Democrats accountable for anything. But it's just, it's bad politics. It's bad policy. It's bad optics. 
Do the thing. Mostly it's bad for the country. Use the power given to you, which is the power of the purse, and fix this thing. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning. It is 13 minutes away from 10 o'clock. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And coming up at 10, we're going to be joined by WIBC's Tony Kinnett. He's got a few things he'd like to get off his chest, so we're going to give him that time. Uh, let's talk about what happened yesterday in New York's 3rd District. They have a new leader. It's a uh, former Democrat congressman, Tom Suozzi. Uh, he won in a special election to replace the vacated seat, which was uh, vacated by George Santos, the guy who lied on his resume. Well, so okay, so there's a couple, a couple tentacles to this. Number one, as you said, yes, George Santos was evicted from Congress because his whole life is a colossal lie and he's very likely going to end up in a uh, penitentiary somewhere because of that. Here is the thing, Casey, Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe we'll get into this a little bit with Tony Kennett coming up next hour. Um, If one of the most stupid things you can do is lie about or misuse your campaign funds, because all it takes, it's so obvious, you have to report it, and it's so obvious if one person that knows what they're doing takes a look at that. All it takes is one person who's mildly interested in your campaign finances to take a look. And when you're running for something like Congress, certainly people are going to take a look at how you're spending your campaign money. And it sounds like rumor is there may be someone locally who needs to know that and hear that. And we'll see the rumor mill is a buzz that that uh, locally this might end up being a, a story here for someone. Hmm. And uh, we'll get into that maybe a little bit with Tony Kennett next hour as well. But so the, first of all, it's, the guy was stupid because he, he did st- stuff illegally with campaign finances, which made it just a blatantly obvious thing to look at the guy and go, hey, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, that's number one. But number two, the Republicans give people nothing to believe in. What was the case to save the Santos seat? What what was the Republican case of, hey, okay, that guy was a liar and he was a fraud and he was a shyster, uh, but you really need to make sure we keep this seat because... Balance of power. Fill in the blank. Yeah. What 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 have the Republicans done? Why? Why, why would you go vote for this just uh, template... Boilerplate, mm-hmm. milk toast, person they ran, run of the mill Republican yeah. who's not going to stand for anything. So, why? What's your motivation to get out and vote for this person? None, right? And the guy that the Democrats run actually had a history. He was campaigning on uh, immigration policy and tougher border enforcement, which is interesting. Ran for governor before. He had a little bit of name recognition. Who do the Republicans run? And why would it matter? Because they already kicked the guy there. You know, if you went and voted for Santos... They already kicked your guy out. So why would you go vote again? Well, and there's long been this thing about, and it was like you saw this with Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was blatantly guilty of lying under oath. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no debate. There's no discussion. If we did it, it would be go directly to jail. Do not pass two hundred dollars. And so on the surface, you would say, okay, that makes sense. If a guy is blatantly, blatantly guilty of lying under oath, that you would that is a high crime or a misdemeanor. That Casey, mm-hmm. that is a high crime or a misdemeanor. That is something that you would say. 
absolutely you should impeach that person for lying under oath. Boom. No debate, no discussion. Not only was he not convicted of that, but then the American people said it was like Animal House. You can't do that to our pledges. Only we can do that to our pledges. And you, you in a weird way saw this here, which is like whatever happens to Santos, he's 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 entitled to his day in court. And then if he's convicted, then okay. But think about how the difference between Santos being run out of Congress and Menendez in New Jersey, who is still there. Yeah. This is the second time he's been under indictment mm-hmm. for doing just that's, that's the guy illegal who was stuff. stashing the gold bars in the mattress. And you think Chuck Schumer's saying, hey, you got to hit the, mm-hmm. the road, buddy? No, no. They want his, he's exactly. a solid vote for them. And this is why the Republicans always lose because they are weak. They are pathetic. And they will always succumb to public pressure. And this is why I think on this foreign aid bill, I wouldn't be so sure that they're not eventually going to pass this because the Republicans, there is nothing in the background of the Republicans since the days of Reagan that would tell you, boy, those they're really fighters and they're really going to go to bat and they really want to win. Well, it would be a real shame if that happens because they had the opportunity to pretty much pass the same bill a week ago with border security in it. But the, it wasn't even a border security bill. And they said no. But it was, no, wait, time out, Casey. It was not a border security bill because there was all sorts of things that would have made it worse. Border security is we're putting people on the border. We're building a wall. We're making it impossible to to, in, to enter the country. That's border security. Not all these things that revamp asylum and this and that. If you're here illegally, you got to go. Yeah. See ya. Adios. The president already has the ability to do that. The only thing a border security bill should have is more people, more guns. And the same things we're doing to Ukraine. Guns, <laughs> bullets, tanks, you know, bombs, whatever. But you notice we'll do it for Ukraine, but we won't do it here. It is Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Do you want to talk about Jefferson Shreve and his announcement? He's entering the race for the open 6th Congressional District here in Indiana. He said that's where he grew up. He still lives there. He has a desire to serve his state and use his experience and leadership for his neighbors and fellow Hoosiers. So here's a guy who, by all accounts, if you believe that statement, he just wants to serve the state of Indiana. You know what our name for Shreve is going to be? And I thought about this uh, long and hard. What's that? He's going to be pretend Aaron Houchin. Mm. That's our name for him. Because, of course, Aaron Houchin, our name for her is... Professional office hopper. Because she just hops from one office to the next. Shreve wants to be Aaron Houch and he wants to hop from one office to the next. He, he just aspires. can't do it. He can't do it. He, he just can't, can't win the election. Yeah, he, he can't try- get in. Remember, because remember when he ran for mayor, this is where I want to be. This is, mm-hmm. uh, this, is uh, this is the only office I want to pursue. Mm-hmm. Loses that overwhelmingly. Loses it because of his, uh, you know, his own fault because he was a total wimp and mm-hmm. he refused to hold Hogsett accountable and he refused to, you know, have any cojones on calling Hogsett out on where he was during. The- we still, we still don't know where the mayor of Indianapolis was during the riots. Still don't know. Can you, isn't that incredible? We went through that entire thing. And and so as soon as he loses that, now it's a pivot to, well, now I want to run for Congress. But wait a second. I thought mayor was the only job you wanted. I thought you wanted to do it because you thought you'd be good at it. I thought you wanted to do it because Indianapolis was where your heart was. No, you're just some really rich guy with a bunch of time on his hands and you just want to be in public Definitely office. Definitely want to be in public office. He says that he ran for mayor because he believes someone had to step up and take on the entrenched interests who have allowed lawlessness and crime to spin out of control. And he says, when it comes to Congress, uh, we have to have people who are willing to take on the tough fights.
So if you believe what he's saying, it seems like he just wants to either desperately be in office yes. of some stop, sort. Stop, stop, stop. Nope, time out. You just, just period. Just I, say I, it. Just I don't get the or. Restate the sentence. Just say it and then with a period. Go, go. He desperately wants to be someone who's in office. Period. Stop. <laughs> they're all the same, Casey. All these guys and girls, they're all exactly the same. You were, you didn't even need an or, Casey. You were right on I with had your an or. We're not going to get to it. We will get to Tony Kennett. He's going to join us coming up on 93 WIBC.